Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. Today we're talking with Lexi Merrick, an ag communicator and influencer and sixth generation Iowa farm girl. Lexi's sharing why she's passionate about women in agriculture, why competing for Miss Iowa changed her life, and why she's a big advocate for branding, including how she's had to rebrand herself and what it's like to trust the process. So here we go with Lexi Merrick. All right, we're here today with Lexi Merrick, ag communicator and influencer. Hey. Thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk. Yeah, me too. Well, your life and journey has always been focused around ag in some way, shape, or form. So tell us about that journey and what that's been like for you. Oh, man, I think I'm pretty boring. So <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, <laughs> I am your traditional Iowa farm girl. I'm the sixth generation on my family's farm. And we grow corn, soybeans, pigs, and cattle. And now I look back and think, my life was pretty awesome. And I just last week, I got a new pony. So it's continuing to be a a old McDonald had a farm type of feel there. (laughs) And it's just a good, good way to grow up. So I knew, you know, driving a tractor. I knew working hard in the farrowing house. Um, helped with calving. And then my family had at one time sheep, goats, bunnies, and now we have labs and another pony. So very good way to grow up, but very much deep in agriculture, 4-H, FFA, all of the leadership positions you could want and need, and then continued my education at Iowa State University, Uh, graduated a cyclone, and now I'm still in ag. So now I'm living downtown Des Moines. And I have a you know great apartment and I'm doing city life. And it's really funny to me because I still have this pull to the farm. I always joke that the Southeast Iowa soil runs through my veins. And I definitely have the goal of going back sometime and continuing my farm for generations and generations. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your career path after graduating from Iowa State. So I went to a small company, a startup business. And how I got there was through internships. I am a firm believer in internships through schools, um, on your own, anything, anything that gets you experience. So I had great internships throughout my college career and ended up at the company called Farm Her. And I was the first employee, the first intern. And that actually turned into a full-time job, which I was thrilled to take and worked there and continued to grow the company and grow myself. And now I am at the Department of Agriculture. So I took a leap and went from startup company to government. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty exciting. Uh (laughs) And um, I love what I'm doing now too. It's all been about communications and that's been my real interest of agriculture. So let's go back to Farm Her, and that's a business and really a movement all about highlighting women in agriculture. So while you were there, I know that you created an event called Grow. Yes. Tell us about that experience and what Grow is. Oh, I love Grow. That still (laughs) has such a good place in my heart. So when I was in college, I put myself through college with scholarships, And one of these scholarships that I applied for was through the Iowa 4-H Foundation. Great foundation and um, great scholarship. And it had asked a question 
which what you had to answer to qualify for this certain scholarship of what is one thing that you can do to pretty much change the world? And I was like, oh, I got this. I started a hunger fight at Iowa State. So we brought in an organization that helps package meals and then they send those meals all over the world. It's like, I'll write about the plan, the the fight that I just did last fall and how we got so many students on campus there and how it was really successful. So I turned it in, the scholarship application in, and they replied, well, that's great, but you didn't do it right, Lexi. You need to do a plan for the future. So I knew... I was already hired at FarmHer and I fell in love with the idea of promoting women in agriculture because that tied so directly. I have three younger sisters. We all worked on the farm. We all showed livestock. We all helped around. And women in agriculture was just a very important topic in my heart. And I had thought about where I was at that place. And I wanted to sit down and connect with women who have done great things in our industry. So I'm sitting here thinking, what if I'm feeling this, someone else is feeling this, so I'm going to do something about it. So the plan was to bring together 15 students and 15 industry professionals, and we're going to eat lunch, and we're going to talk, and we're going to get advice, and then it's going to change the world because that provides inspiration and a network, and that's going to impact our lives. Well, little did I know that's about to impact my life in a big way because apparently I pitched the idea good enough in my interview that this, I got the scholarship. And then as I am the first employee at FarmHer, on the first day I worked, I had to tell my boss, hey, we kind of need to plan an event because I got the scholarship and <laughs> I, I need to do it. And she was all about it. So Margie Geiler Alanise founded FarmHer. This has been something that she had been wanting to do, but she was into the images and the merchandise side of the business. And I was able to bring the event side to it. So that first year we had 250 people in attendance. So I blew away the magic number of 30 that I initially (laughs) wanted. And what happened was amazing is people in other states wanted this event before the first event even happened. Jean Loney from Pennsylvania came up at the National FFA convention and was convinced that Grow by Farm Her needed to take place at Penn State. And Grow by Farm Her didn't even take place anywhere at that time. She just knew about it. We were about to do one wow. a few weeks later. Yeah. Um, so when I had left Farm Her, I had planned with my team 11 events in nine different states. And it was just an amazing way that I got to travel the country and I got to meet so many people and work with my fantastic team on a platform that I really loved. And there was thousands of girls I got to attend and they're still going. So I just got to go to one in Ankeny, Iowa a few weeks ago, and I know they're going to continue those events. That's so awesome. Well, just kind of continuing that thought of women in agriculture, why do you think it's important to highlight women in agriculture? I don't think women in agriculture is anything new, which is why I'm passionate about it. Because when I thought about what I see versus what I did on the farm, it's a little bit different. And I think it's gotten better over the past few years. But growing up, you didn't see a lot of women in agricultural roles, even though I knew I was going to be one. Mm-hmm. I was always going to. And, and I am still trying to figure out, and I've asked my dad this, and of course he denies it, but I wonder if I had brothers if I would have been treated differently. And that is actually when I asked 
women with brothers, they have conflicting answers, but sometimes, a lot of times, it's yes. You know, the the guy did outside work and the girl did inside work, very traditional. Mm-hmm. Well, at my farm, there was, like, poop to scoop, no matter who you were and what you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we all we all scooped the poop. <laughs> and, and we didn't have brothers to do that work. So guess what? We did it. Mm-hmm. And I am so thankful for that. And I, I learned so much. And my parents are so used to just pushing us in any way possible because it was never a gender judgment call. Yeah. You just did it. So now when I talk about women in agriculture, I don't want to separate the two genders. I want to lift everyone up. I do think women act differently than men more traditionally. And I studied a lot of sociology in college and I just naturally we are different people. And, but what I see is that both genders have strengths and I want to be an advocate for women in agriculture and continue to encourage women in agriculture because together we are better. Absolutely. I love that. Well, something people may not know about you is that you were crowned Miss Greater Des Moines and you also competed in the Miss Iowa pageant. So what was that experience like and what did you learn? So remember, I was just talking about scooping poop uh-huh. and then, yeah, the crown comes next. That's really <laughs> ironic, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> so when I was younger, people, people are my thing, okay? Yeah. I, I thrive. I'm an extrovert. Yeah, big surprise there. I'm an extrovert. So I thrive off of conversations and being inspired by people. And I was my county fair queen and I was my county port queen. And that gave me the opportunity to talk to people. And I loved it. That's where I get my energy from. So then it came time. I was retired. And I had met Miss Iowa's mom at an event that um, at my actually my county fair queen contest that I was helping at because I was an alum of the program. And she asked if I ever thought about running for Miss Iowa. And I was like, I like cake. Because at the time there was a swimsuit <laughs> competition. And looking back, that one program, the Miss America organization, really Miss Iowa, truly changed my life. Because it made me healthier than I had ever been. I had never, I wasn't an athlete. I, I showed pics. I wasn't athletic at all, to be honest with you. I'm still not. It didn't come with age. (laughs) Um, And so it made me healthier. It made me work out for the first time in my life. It made me think about what I was putting in my body for the first time in my life. I didn't worry about that stuff before, but I felt the best I'd ever felt. I was trained hard on interview. I was the smartest I'd ever been and not because of what I knew life lesson wise, but because I studied the news every day and I knew current events like it was the back of my hand. And that made me a much better person in general, a much better American. And, you know, I I had just worked, it made me work so hard and I wanted to win. And then guess what? I didn't win. So that made me a better person because I learn to continue on with life and that life isn't all about winning but it still made me gain so much and learn so much and the other thing that I learned is we always talk in agriculture about getting outside and and connecting with people who aren't like us and getting outside our echo chamber well there is no better way to do that than legitimately go to a group of people and none of them have been on a farm 
And that's here in Iowa. That is the heartland of agriculture. And there was a contestant who was a vegetarian sitting across the table from me. And she knew that I was from a farm because my platform was farm her. So if that doesn't explain it, then, you know, it's pretty explained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was right there. And she was asking me about farming and animal agriculture. I wasn't shoving it down her throat. In fact, I didn't bring it up. Yeah. She, it put me in the position to be asked. And that has let me be a better communicator and a better influencer and a better agriculturalist because of that position that I had on the Miss Iowa stage. That's great. Well, this has all kind of led to where you're at now, working at the Iowa Department of Agriculture, which I'm sure kind of encompasses everything we've talked about, right? Yes. <laughs> it's so, so funny how things just kind of keep leading in your life. Yeah. Like one thing leads to another, which leads to another. It's beautiful. It yeah. is. You're right. Well, tell us about your new job. So I am the executive assistant to the Secretary of Agriculture. And I, my job depended on an election, which is the scariest thing to switch a new job, knowing you could lose it really quick. Yeah. But what it made me think, well, first off, there's always a plan. God has a plan and I'm going to be fine. Then it made me think, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I suppose I'd be jobless and that would really be a bummer. But there's more jobs. It's fine. And what I told the secretary when we talked, I said, well, he, and he told me I knew I could lose my job if I, if I switched. But it was the opportunity that made me so excited on the team I was working on, on the fact that I could be working with farmers from across the state of Iowa, which is truly my passion. And I told him I have no pets. I have no family that depends on me. And I killed my tomato plant. So <laughs> if I lose my job, I suppose it'll be fine. Uh -huh. What's the worst thing that could happen? I already killed my tomato plant. <laughs> so I took the leap and uh, we won the election. It was a close election at the beginning. And then we pulled ahead by quite a few points. And it was the most fascinating thing I've really been through in my life, I suppose. Um, kind of seeing how all that shook out and... Now I am working on communication strategy as well as scheduling for the secretary and the deputy. And then I also get to staff events. So I get to travel with the secretary of agriculture. And I should add, actually, as we talk about the election, Iowa is one of very few states that elects their secretary of agriculture. Interesting. So usually states, they are appointed by the governor. So when the governor switches, the staff can switch. And that's not how it works in Iowa. So we had our own separate statewide election for okay. the Department of Agriculture. And then I get to just support Iowa agriculture on a daily basis. And sometimes it's a hot mess and sometimes it's great. But for the most part, it's really, really great job. So what do you love most about your work there? Because, I mean, obviously you get to work with farmers every day, but right. what else? So I think it's a unique perspective because Iowa I think of Iowa. No, maybe I'm biased because I'm from here. But Iowa leads so much in agriculture, in production agriculture. But there is so much more than corn fields and soybean fields. There are the, the heart of the farmer is the most amazing part and just the culture that agriculture has. But also there's, we certify Christmas tree farms. 
and we work with the organic program and we do all these beehives on one of my very first weeks I got to go visit a beehive and put like full suit like astronaut you know net over your head um, because we give health papers if anyone sells bees across the state the department of agriculture provides them a health paper there is abandoned mines all over our state that it's not even like the old coal mines that you think of, like limestone and gravel has to be mined. So we have a program that either cert, you know, helps the mines as they're working now, or if they're abandoned, it does a reclamation of the coal mines and it turns it into a beautiful park or something that can be used and it's no longer either hurting the environment or an eyesore or anything like that. And like from water quality to meat production. Iowa has so much and I've learned so much from being there. That's great. Well, in addition to being passionate about communication, you're also passionate about branding. Oh, I'm all about that brand. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more about that. So I am a big advocate on when you think everyone has a brand and when you think of something, something's going to pop in your mind. So you can build that brand for yourself or for your company or for your product and kind of influence the way people think of you or think of the product or think of the brand. So how you talk and what you talk about is you, that's your brand. You think of Target, it's not just a red bullseye for a logo. It's a, it's a great store that I've... <laughs> It's my weakness. Clearly, I already brought it up. (laughs) But, um, you know, Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship has a brand. And although it's not as sexy as the Farm Her brand, the Farm Her brand was fun and amazing. And I got to work on, I did all the social and communications and um, that kind of thing for Farm Her, for the brand, really since the beginning of the company. And that was amazing experience. And that was fun. This one's less sexy that I'm working on now. We're going to be honest. It's some licensing and some assistance on all things agriculture, but it can still be really positive and really fun because there's so many things going for the department. We just have to build that brand up a little bit. Absolutely. And it has such a broad reach in Iowa because like you said, this is such an ag state. Yeah. And it's so interesting because even if you're not directly involved. One in five jobs here in the state depend on the agriculture industry. That's a lot of stinking jobs. That's cool. Yeah. But everyone eats. So even if your job doesn't directly deal with agriculture, you are still tied to it. And I think that's so unique. It's such a unique industry because everyone needs food. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuel and fiber. Let me add that to food, fuel, and fiber. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's important for our generation to put roots in rural America and pour into our communities there? Mm -hmm. So when I think of the way I grew up, whereas I knew the lady checking me out at the grocery store or, oh, this happened actually a few times when my debit card didn't work. They like let me call my mom or they just let me write it down on a slip of paper and she could go in and pay later. Um, Right. Um, My movie theater is actually in my hometown, the oldest movie theater in the world. And it had one screen and there was an ice cream store. And you all went to your high school football game. My parents still go to high school football games and they don't have they never had sons who played football. 
and they really don't have children involved anymore. But it's just what you do, and it's this community that you can't get anywhere else but rural America. And I believe, well, one, I know that in you know 40 years when I want children, <laughs> in a long time, <laughs> but I want them to raise with the, be raised with the same morals and values and opportunities that I was given in rural America. And I believe that the culture of our states are still traditionally held in the rural parts of our states. Governor Kim Reynolds said recently, Iowa really is one big small town. And when you think about it, it really is. Like, even in Des Moines, everybody who lives in Des Moines is from a small town for the most part. Right. So I think it's so important to realize either we support them in some way or we go back to them eventually. And I think it's good. I'm so glad I'm living in Des Moines now. Um, and it, <laughs> Des Moines turned into a small town for me because, you know, I'm at my yoga studio and I know the person sitting next to me and, yeah. and you start building a network, but there is truly something about those small towns and we need to keep them really, we need to keep them strong because there's one place that food is going to be grown to feed the world and that is rural America. So we need our farmers there. And in order to keep our farmers in rural America, we need to have strong communities. So we need more people than just farmers in rural communities. And I think it's this all big happy family, I suppose you can say, as you know, as agriculture strong, as the economy strong, as the food resources are strong, as the entertainment strong, that makes a strong community. I love that. Well, you've been intentional about creating a diverse set of experiences for yourself and knowing that your plan is to make your way back to the family farm at some point. What would you say to someone who knows what their long-term goal is, like you, to move back to the farm, but is not quite sure how to navigate the middle between now and then? Mm. I think this is good because I thought I knew what my long-term goal was. I wanted to have my own business and I still want to have an office in a little old school house in the back of my, I just think that'd be so cute yes. like behind my house yes. and you know, renovate an old farmhouse like my parents and my grandparents have and have a wraparound porch where you can drink coffee on. I still, I have that long-term goal too, but now the business I thought I wanted to start maybe isn't the business I want to have anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that because I've gained those experiences and I've done that stuff for other businesses, and now I'm rethinking. And I know I still want to be there. I still want that end goal. But there is no harm in trying at the beginning and middle in order to get to the end. And then I think you just have to trust. And maybe this is because I'm a Cyclone fan and a Iowa State alum, and I, I love my Cyclones, but you have to trust the process. Yes. And that's become the tagline for the Iowa State football team. But <laughs> I, I truly believe that, you know, when going through all these changes in my life and, and in a short time, I, you know, I, I moved and I had a job change and then I had an election. I just remember I was praying for patience and I was praying for nothing else but to be able to get through and be comfortable and trust the process that knowing that there will be a place where I am really happy. And then I'll probably get disrupted again. But to be honest with you, I'd be bored if there wasn't turns in the road. Yeah. So you have to, you just have to be able to trust and go with it. And like I said before, what's the worst that can happen? Absolutely. Don't be afraid to try things. Right. Yeah. Because even if you fail, you're probably learned. 
and then you're just going to keep going. Absolutely. Yes. Well, what's next for you? Anything exciting on your radar besides a new job and all these other things? (laughs) So when we talk about branding, I kind of had to rebrand myself. If we we really think about it, I was so tied to a job of mine and to a school that I graduated from and to a farm that I'm not living on anymore. That's difficult. So for me, having a strong brand is important and connecting with other people is important, but I've had to take a step back and look at who I am and who I want to be and what I stand for. Because when you don't have those things behind you anymore, you really figure out what you have and who you are. So I would like to think that my brand continues to evolve. And I'm really working on a goal that I have, and that is helping people. I've always wanted to do that and putting, thinking of what I need and making that available for other people. So yes, I hope that very shortly... I will be able to come out with an announcement of something I've been working on. And the whole goal is to continue to create a network, to connect with others, and to offer what I've learned to other people. And hopefully that I can learn from other people as well. I love that. Well, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. And we'll help promote that too. Well, I would so appreciate that and so love that. And I hope... I just think, I think agriculture is a good industry to be in. I think the life that I get to live every day, I'm so thankful for. And I just look forward to everything that's coming. Everything I know and everything I don't know that's coming. Because you know there's stuff we don't know that's coming towards. And I think that's a great perspective to have. So one last question. What's your favorite thing that you've seen going on in the ag community right now? I find this to be a really hard question. Because I think there's so much going on in the ag community. But uh, just a few days ago, I actually had the opportunity to volunteer and serve food at a local uh, homeless shelter. And that just makes me very proud to be in the industry that I'm in. Because businesses and groups supported that to happen. And the volunteer, you know, no matter what's going on in the ag industry, whether we have low markets or we have you know, hardships that people are going through. The one thing we always have is our hands and action. And watching farmers and industry leaders turn around and offer a plate of food to someone who is going through a hardship as well, it's really heartwarming. And mm-hmm. I was glad to be a part of it. And I think this holiday season, that continues to go on. Agriculture continues to step together and help each other. And that's what makes us the heart of this country. That's a perfect way to end. Well, thank (laughs) you, Lexi, so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks, you too. Well, it's pretty amazing to know that one in five jobs in Iowa depend on agriculture. I was intrigued by that. And I can't wait to see Lexi's new rebrand and find out more about that. And I loved what she shared about the ag community giving back. And I wanted to extend a thank you to everyone listening in rural America who is serving and giving back during this holiday season to give someone else a brighter day. We really are all one big family, and I sure am glad to be a part of it. 
Thanks again to Lexi for being on the podcast. You can find her at Lexi-Merrick.com or on social media at Lexi Merrick on Instagram and at Lexi Merrick one on Facebook. Thanks for listening in and we'll be back next week. Have a great day, everybody.